0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Knicks will lose for the second time this week in a, in a game that was hard fought, but they came up short. They dropped there two in a row and will fall to two
1: games under 500 at home. Five and seven here at the Garden Clyde. And this was a tough one to swap. All right. Obviously, um, mm, disappointing ending to that game, but, uh, God, I don't even know how to wrap my head around what we just saw. I will say this, um, there's going to be a lot of negativity probably around the first half. I would imagine that's what happens when you go down by 21 and that's, and that's fine. And I get that. There was a lot to be upset about. They were sloppy. Um, They mostly on defense. They were sloppy on defense. They were sloppy on offense too, with the turnovers. Um, Alex Caruso, other than um, DeMar DeRozan was absolutely by far the most important player for the bulls. It's not even close. Um, But if we're if we're keeping this big picture, and we'll we'll talk about the game specifically in a second. If we're keeping a big picture, I am going to take this game and and this loss. Um, I don't know if I want to say I'm going to take it as a positive because look, the Knicks are a 500 team um, at this point. They came into the season with certain aspirations, and um, they're a 500 team after 22 games. I get that. It's frustrating. We wanted better, especially after the five and one start, they have earned this 500 record in every sense of the word, but for where this team has been at, at certain points in time this year where we really didn't know what this team was going to be because clearly they had lost their identity from last year and Clearly, some things were not clicking on both ends. Um, I, I'm not even sure which was which was worse. To me, again, I, I struggle to say that this game is a positive because there's a lot of bad stuff in this game too, and they lost at home in a game they could have won if they had been a little bit smarter down the stretch. And we'll get into some of the some of the things down the stretch that went awry. But if if you're keeping it big picture and you're looking for the Knicks to get back to being some version of the team that we watched last year and that we fell in love with last year. From that perspective alone, I think the game was a step in the right direction. Um, A lot of positives to talk about, obviously. I think, look, the free throws, the missed free throws at the end are very annoying. And um, where did he go? Two of five at the line on the game. Can't do that um, if you're Julius Randle. 100%. That said, I think, again, try to keep things in perspective. The version of Julius Randle that we have seen now for two straight games, which we have not s- prior to last two games, we have not seen two straight games where Julius Randle looked like Julius Randle from last year. I'm not even sure we saw a game other than, I guess, the first Bulls game. Uh, or was it maybe it wasn't the first Bulls game? One of the maybe the Philly game. I lose track of the shit. It was maybe one or two games where Julius Randle looked kind of like Julius Randle from last year but the team didn't play well around him. What I've loved about the last two games is Julius Randle has looked like Julius Randle again, and the team has also played well around Julius Randle. Again, with the massive caveat that they played one of the sloppiest halves of basketball you could ever hope to see in the first half. And Julius was part of that. Derrick Rose was part of that. Um, Every defender was part of that because they were – They were jumping. They were not they were not um, sound defensively. Um, They were not committed defensively. They had a lot of energy defensively. I think they had a sound game plan defensively. Um, And, you know, it's impossible to talk about this game and the defense that was played in this game without talking about the fact that and I'm probably burying the lead here, but, you know, it's so frustrating to even mention no New Noel, well. Taj Gibson tossed early on, on what was, if that wasn't the most egregious thing I've ever seen a referee do in an NBA game, it's got to be in the top five. I don't know. You can't, you can't toss Taj Gibson there. That was utter nonsense. Um, and I think it absolutely made a difference in the game. Um, as a few people I'm sure have mentioned already, no RJ I think was a factor, although I got to say, the way Burks, I mean, I don't what do you do against DeMar DeRozan? Yeah, RJ's size might have bothered him. I think probably would have bothered him if RJ was healthy and you know really on his on his on his toes. But I mean, fucking Burks battled, Fournier battled, um, all of these guys battled. It's just DeRozan is is he's he there's a reason the guy is going to make at worst at worst All NBA second team this year if he keeps this up and he has a shot at first team. He's gonna be in the MVP conversation. He probably should. Um, he's been that good. Um, and of course, Mitchell Robinson, Mitchell Robinson, talking about Mitchell Robinson after this game is so tough because he played arguably the grittiest gutsiest game I've we've ever seen him play. And yet he just, he, he is not right right now. Physically, he's not right. He doesn't have the bounce and the usual movement that he has. And, if you're looking really for reasons why they weren't able to pull this one out, I think those two Vucevic threes were absolutely massive down the stretch where Robinson just didn't have the, the movement to get back over. I'm not saying that I would have rather had like New and Noel in the game, because I thought they obviously their offense would have suffered if Noel's in the game. And I thought their offense was really wonderful over the second half of this game. I mean, the Knicks scored in the second half of this game, I want to say, okay, so the Knicks scored 64 points in the second half of this game. It's awesome. They would not have done that if New Orleans and well was in the game because New Orleans and well a zero on offense. Um, I don't know what the answer was. I think honestly, the answer was probably what Tibbs ended up doing at the end, which is taking Mitch out and um, you know, saying, cause like, here's the thing you can, you don't need to have a great rim protector to avoid penetration. And I think when you get after guys on the perimeter, um, you know, and the Knicks don't probably have the ideal personnel to really do that. Well, right now, Um, but on the whole, I, you know, it's, it's tough. It's really just tough to talk about Mitch in this game. He was great as he was as great as he could possibly be given physically where he was, um, trying to think if I missed any other big picture things, I'm sure we're going to get to quickly, quickly had a rough game, um, quickly got the start, you know, it's a lot for a second year player, 21 year old kid, went six for 17 overall, three of nine from deep. Um, the shot that he took, the fadeaway. Uh, I thought the fadeaway was arguably bigger than the the three that he put up. The three, like that, was just that was a it never had a chance, and the game was probably over by that point anyway. But he had a he had the when I, I forget if the game was tied or they were up by one or they were down by one or whatever it was, and quickly took a shot that like I don't think he's I don't think I've seen him take a step back two all year, and he decided to take and you, and you love the you love the confidence to be able to take that shot. But if you're talking about just reasons why the Knicks couldn't pull this game out, I think that was probably up there. Um, And I just want to say one more time, I I really, and I don't, I have no, I never have any idea what the conversation around Julius Randle is going to be, because I feel like if they lose a game and Mitch and Julius Randle does something wrong, and he did a few things wrong down the stretch, he missed two free throws and he had that turnover again, credit to Alex Caruso, Um, you know, I, I, I never know what it's going to be, but I, I think Julius Randle was... I, I just want to reemphasize. I thought Julius Randle played a really good game. All right. On, I think that's all I have to say. I mean, the Bulls are a good team. I I, I, I shouldn't say this because Andrew's going to get mad at me because it gives away the part of the Patreon, but we did the Patreon power rankings uh, today or the episode dropped today. And I had the Bulls... Um, I had the Bulls sixth. And I like toyed with putting them in the first tier. They're really good. They're going to be a three seed at worst, I think. Um, sucks because they could have won this game. The Knicks, obviously, but, but they didn't. Okay, uh, let's get to the Super Chat. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of thoughts and comments and and things to discuss. Um, Aussie Knicks fan, first comment. I love IQ's sense of momentum and getting the crowd involved with hype threes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, again, his... You can't teach that stuff, and it's it's that confidence that he has there translates, which is why you can't even really get mad at, at him putting up you know shots that don't go in down the stretch. Because I just you'd rather have the kid willing to take those shots. The back-to-back threes in the third were so fun. Great heart from the team to come back from 21 down. This almost feels like a W. I'm not gonna say that. It doesn't feel like a W to me. I, I wish it did. Um, it feels like a loss because of again. You know, the Brooklyn game, like, yeah, you can point to the beginning of the third quarter and they were, I guess, a little lackadaisical there. Like, that was them really for most of the first half in this game. Not lackadaisical, not lackadaisical. That's the wrong word. But they were off in certain key ways in the first half. which is And you expend so much energy. and And when you expend so much energy, it's one thing to expend so much energy when you go 10 deep or 9 deep. To expend that much energy to come back, and you're and you're only going seven deep, and you only have a seven-man rotation. And I don't blame Tips for playing only seven guys in the second half. Um, could you could you argue that Grimes should have gotten five minutes, six minutes, seven minutes there? But maybe because you know he is good defensively. Although again, he's a rookie. You know, a guy like DeRozan is going to bait him. Eat uh, probably pretty easily. More more so than than the other guys. Um, he baited quickly. Um, you know, and, and like every offensive possession, just, just um, so huge. Um, so yeah. Uh, Jeremy E. We win this game if RJ is healthy. Um, I guess maybe because of the defense, if RJ is one hundred percent, you could put RJ on the Rosen. Yeah, probably. Uh, I think so. I think that's a that's a fair, that's a fair comment. Um, and I'm looking forward to RJ getting back out there. They need him. Uh, Jeremy Chase, no Randall Slander tonight. Thank you, Jeremy. I appreciate that. Dude played a monster game. He made the right play all game. Thank you for pointing that out because, again, you it's one thing for a player to make mistakes and, and have moments where he screws up. Again, a missed free throw is is a is a mistake. I'm just seeing. Apparently, the Memphis Grizzlies just got the biggest margin of victory in NBA history. 152? 79 over the oklahoma city thunder man oklahoma city um if your goal was to tank um good job by you uh no shade just alexander that game so um and boy i guess i had uh, andrew claudio can we edit out that part where i had memphis i think like 18th or 19th in the power rankings anyway but i digress um yeah no randall slander tonight i mean the, again the caruso steal is what is what it's annoying, but, like, man, Caruso's going to make the old defense team this year, and he deserves it. And uh, for for as much as we were really on, uh, bothered by the fact that RJ Barrett didn't make uh, Seth Partners top 125, and and Caruso was the guy that Knicks fans latched onto, is like, how the fuck do you put Alex Caruso on over RJ Barrett? Alex is one of the 125 best players in the NBA. He is. I mean, it's just, you know, you don't have to score a ton of points to win. Um, or to be effective, I should say. Um, anyway, finished the comment from Jeremy. He hit the open man, hit tough shots, two free throws. Didn't, uh, didn't lose that. Yeah. Um, good comment. Thank you. Wixel Metellus seeing more Randall hate in the chat. Yeah. I mean, again, that's like, this is where I get, I, I'm, I'm not going to allow myself to get frustrated because like, I think I really do think, and I'm just going to say it. This is a casual fan thing. This is a casual fan thing. To look at the best player on the team. And again, the only guy, there's one player on the Knicks who any, let me rephrase that. There's two players on the Knicks who any opposing defense gives a flying fuck about when they have the ball. And Julius Randle is one of them. And RJ, and uh, excuse me, RJ Barrett's not one of them. And Derek Rose is the other. And Derek Rose is, again, has a very specific skill set. If you get him in the pick and roll, he can drive. Pretty much any time, although, again, we saw him tonight get bothered by perimeter defense. We saw him tonight get bothered at the rim a few times. Like, And, by the way, when Tibbs went to play him 35 minutes a game in the playoffs last year, he started wearing out by the end of game four. Julius Randle did this shit for 71 fucking games and play and played more minutes than anybody in the league. And the entire offense goes through him. And then when you get to a game like this and people watch it, and again, I'm going to use the term casual fans will be like, Oh, this fucking guy takes a bad shot here. or He turns it over there. You know, I'm sorry, but like, just, you know, go, go learn how to be a smart fan. Um, In the NBA, you need a player like this on your roster to have a chance at winning games. If you do not have a player like this on your roster, you are blowing fucking smoke in the wind. You're Oklahoma City getting beat by 70 fucking points. That's what you are. Julius Randle is the best guy we got. Is he perfect? God, no. He's probably not one of the top 30 players in the league. But if there are people seriously hating on him after this game, like, seriously, go root for a different fucking team. Go root for the Nets. You know, I just, I don't have the energy for these people. Um, yes, he missed free throws, finishing uh, McSellis' comment. Yes, he missed free throws, but we can also point to Vooch being open from three repeatedly and the late small ball from Tibbs. Lots of blame to go around. Stop hating Randall. Again, I, I thought the small ball was the right move. Um, <laughs> Andrew's telling me not to, you know, just anger all of the people who watch this. Uh I thought going small was the right move because Mitch just wasn't, he wasn't moving. He couldn't move. Um, you know, and I love the, I love the guttiness. I love the grittiness, but uh, it's, uh, he just, he wasn't moving out there. So, um, uh, Lunas Uh Hope tonight makes fans realize how important RJ is, even when he's not hot. That's a good comment. Uh, wing defense was terrible tonight. He helps a lot when he, when he's hot, RJ is so valuable. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I I think the notion that RJ was going to, like, shut – you know you know what shut down DeMar DeRozan? Nobody was going to shut down DeMar DeRozan when he was in his spot and he was getting into his positions and he had a chance to work. What was going to shut down DeMar DeRozan when, um, is when you get on him on the perimeter and you don't let him get the ball in his spots to begin with, which is why those steals by Fournier and those steals by Burks in the third quarter, absolutely those were the things that turned the game around. Um, making a few threes help, but, like, not letting the Bulls get comfortable and specifically DeRozan get comfortable. Like, that's what you need to do. Um, And, and again, I I don't know that RJ was going to necessarily do that. I thought once Fournier and Burks got fully engaged to do that shit on the perimeter and make make sure DeRozan couldn't get into his spots, you know, that's what's going to win you a basketball game or help you win um, a basketball game. Once he gets in his spots, it's like Jesus Christ. I don't know who. I really don't know who's stopping that guy. Maybe RJ probably would have been better, but I thought Burks battled. Um, I'm not. I'm certainly not mad, mad at Burks for his efforts on the defensive end. Um, Travis Droud extending Mitch is too hard of a call. One minute he blocks three in a row and you're yelling extend him. The next he's leaving Vooch uh, open from three again. I'm just going to say very clearly, like Mitch had something on Instagram, you know, and take Instagram I guess with a grain of salt. But when it's from the it's from the source. I think you have to give it some credence. He, he, he said something a week or 10 days ago that he's still not fully healthy. So if he's saying he's not fully healthy, I'm going to assume he's not fully healthy. And he doesn't look healthy. And, I, I you know, I, I don't usually talk too much about what uh, what I hear from from within the team. But, like, they know he's – I mean, he's not healthy. Everybody acknowledges he's not fully healthy. I think if Mitch was fully healthy, I think you're getting a guy who – is a little bit more able to get back out on those shots. You know, let's wait and see. In terms of the extension conversation, the health has to has to be a part of it at this point because how do you have a conversation with And I know people don't want to tag him with the injury-prone label, and I, I'm not tagging him with that, but how do you have a conversation about Mitch without at least acknowledging the fact that he has trouble staying on the court and being 100%? It makes it a tough call. Charm City Knicks fan, another good team effort that comes down to a small handful of bad possessions. We have to clean it up. Completely agree. Completely agree. I'm a a Thibodeau apologist through and through. I'm a Knicks apologist through and through. Um, They were so clean last year in every way. And they didn't beat themselves ever. And that's what they needed to do to go from a team that was predicted to win 22 games and win your 21 games, whatever, and win double that much. They, they, got, they upgraded the talent a little bit and the younger players have gotten better. They still don't have as much talent as two thirds of the teams in the NBA. So you're not going to win games if you don't, if you don't have a clean effort through for, like for 48 minutes or close to 48 minutes. And um, yeah, absolutely. Tibbs, you know, the only, I'll, I'm not going to give him a pass, but it's. I don't think they've been fully healthy at the center position. Obviously, they changed some major pieces, Fournier, Kemba. I want to see where this team's at in 10 10 games or so. I feel really good about where they're about to be over the next 10, 20 games. We'll see if I have egg on my face. Peter Mangus, thank you for the um, contribution in the super chat. Appreciate it. Um, hold on, get to the get to the top of the super chat here. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, uh, uh, Andrew, help me uh, help me clean up if I if I missed any of the super chats. This YouTube uh, not not always it's best when it gets rid of these things before I can get to them. Uh, anyway, Kevin Macri, why not go? We we'll top in there. Mitch was getting toasted, so why not go him there? Especially with three centers out. Randall played great. Uh, free throws will go in. Uh, it's a thought. I, I thought the, you know, again, I got to go back and watch. Sound like fucking tips. Got to go back and watch the film. You know, Toppin get you can if you're a, if you're an opposing offense like Chicago, you're putting Toppin in pick and roll every time. If he's in the game and it's a late game situation, and we saw it uh, in, I think it was the third quarter, the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth, something like that, where they put Toppin and Toppin, Toppin's not going to play up on a DeRozan or a Levine. He can't play up on those guys because if he plays up on those guys, he's gonna they're, they're going to drive right by him. And we saw him lay off and like you know it was a half decent contest and it went in and like that's the benefit of having two of the. I don't know. 10 15 best offensive players in the league on the same fucking team, not to mention a guy like Nikola Vucevic. So I think if if Obi was in the game down the stretch, I think they would have targeted him every time. I think they would have switched and especially since the Knicks are switching liberally now, which is good. I like that they're switching liberally. Um I'm not going to I think it was, I think he closed with the right lineup. Um you know, didn't work out. Um What else we got here? Uh Prototype NC wrong to say Obi should have closed. Uh, Robinson playing the whole game when he was gassed and having Randall at center at the end doesn't seem didn't seem great. Again, I, I think I thought their best chance. And again, what, what are we talking about here? There was one instance down the stretch, and, I, I, and again, I don't want to be critical of Clyde, but like this thing about like the is the mice is away or the cats away the mice will play like you you got to at least acknowledge what we're seeing with our eyes which is a version of Mitchell Robinson that can't move around I mean the the couple of the 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 couple of ball threes where Mitch didn't even think about getting out to the corner and again I'm not placing blame on Mitch clearly he's physically inhibited um anyway there was the one drive where where um in the last couple minutes without a center where you know it, it they got it but like I thought their best cha- I thought their best defense all game was when they were aggressive on the perimeter, and when they got into passing lanes, and when they didn't make any catch comfortable, and when they were really fighting hard around screens, and then and then fighting hard around the screens, and then getting back and recovering, which is is the thing that Mitch couldn't do, is get back and recover after he was on the screen because that's what the problem was. They kept putting Vucevic in the pick and ro- in the high pick and roll, and Mitch would go with the the ball and he couldn't get back after Vuce popped out, you know, when you're playing small, you could at least do that. Um, so again, I, I, I don't, I don't think putting Obi in the end there was, you know, was the answer, but you know, what, what, whatever. Um, but again, it, that, I just want to acknowledge, I, I just see a comment in the regular chat. How many games do I have to watch the opponents sh- five stretch us and hit threes? Nikola Vucevic is one of the five best offensive centers in the game. There's a reason the man makes twenty five million dollars. There's a reason the Bulls gave up two first round picks uh, and a good young center to get him. Like this is why people predicted the Bulls are going to be a top five offense in the league. Like it's really hard to guard this fucking team, and and I will maintain that if it wasn't for fourteen borderline egregious fast break points that the Knicks gave up in the first half, absolute fault on them for that. That's where they lost the game because if you don't give up those points, then you're talking about you know, giving up more like 105 or 110 points to the Bulls. And if you give up 105, 110 points to the Bulls, you win the game. So, you know, uh, C.T. Pittman, what do you think is the reason we cannot put together a full 48-minute game with the effort like in the third quarter? Uh, It comes up in spurts. Um, I I don't have an answer for that right now. I I mean, it's getting a little late in the game to chalk it up to, oh, we're still adjusting to roster changes. I think – In this game in particular, I hate to give credit to this guy. I really do. I really hate to give credit to him. But Alex Caruso getting in every fucking passing lane. And, like, Derek Rose – I don't think Derek Rose has been stripped on four drives this season. And he was stripped in, four. I think, four drives in the first half. He had three turnovers in the first half, and I remember at least one in the second half that he got stripped. Like, that shit – that's – I mean, I think Fred Katz called him one of the best uh, perimeter defenders in, in the NBA. So that was part of it. I think uh, the, the, the kid from Illinois, the rookie, I am I'm i don't want to mispronounce his name, Ayu Demonsu, whatever his name is, thought he was good on defense in the first half. But again, the Knicks were like, a, you know, it's a little sloppy, a little sloppy on defense. And it against this monster of an offense, it adds up, I, I guess – Here's here's where I'll I'll give you some encouragement, CT, for me at least. And again, I'm I'm rose-colored glasses all the way. If I compared this game to how they came out in like the Houston game or some of these other games that they've come out looking like, my God, a team that just absolutely dreadful. Um, I, I I think this was a lot better. You know, it, it's it's you just got to clean it up. I think we're getting there. I think we're I think we're getting there. Uh Emil Boumansor. I hate being in close games with teams with elite wings. Me too. Uh, <laughs> uh, it has been the difference in both games. I'd rather have the ball under rosen uh DeRozan's over Randall's uh 10 times out of ten. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I, I mean that's that's a fair comment to say that like you'd rather have the ball in the Re- Rosen's Re- hand than Re- Absolutely, you know. But I'll say this. I think Randall gave him some really good defense. I mean, it's it's tough to play whatever he played. Did he play forty minutes tonight? Played 39 minutes. You know, I thought his defense was good. DeRozan, like, he's still not a good defensive player. Um, but, again, offensively, absolutely he's a better player than DeRozan. That's that's very fair. Uh, Anthony Sixto uh, played one of the top teams, overcame a huge deficit, and nearly won while missing critical pieces. It's a rough loss, but lots to grow from from here. Um, hashtag 53 wins. I love the hashtag 53 wins. So what would the Knicks have to go – to get to 53 wins, the Knicks would have to go, do some quick math here, uh, 42, and, uh, 42 and 19? No, that's not right. That's not good math. Uh, they would have to go 42 and uh, 21. So they're 500. Can the Knicks win twice as many games as they lose from here on out? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Not putting it past him. 42 and 18? 42 and 18, not 42 and 21. Okay, thank you, Andrew. Uh, What else we got here? Uh, Hannibal Miles. The rose for Mitch sub at the end was puzzling. Again, I'll agree to disagree there, although I get why, why people are. I would just, again, anyone saying that, I would encourage you to go back and watch the possessions where Alonzo Ball had those two open threes and thank God he missed them. Like it's just, it's, it's, and, 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 the Vooch and the Vooch threes, you know, it's just, you can't, you can't ignore that, that stuff. But again, agree to disagree. It's, it's fair. The, the only thing that's setting me off tonight is any Randall slander. So I'll, 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 I'll be clear. Uh, great comeback. This is unfortunately part of the misery we have to bear while we iron out the kinks. Randall is fine tuning his game. Give him a chance. Yeah, I agree. Um. Thank you for the equation there, uh, Andrew. Um. Kevin uh, OKC lost by the Im- <laughs> by the amount of Oklahoma City first rounders and Nick second rounders to the rest of the NBA. Uh, by the way, to follow up, Obi played awesome tonight. Play him. Yeah, I thought Obi was. I, listen, I, I don't want to. I, I feel like when I defend Tibbs, as I am obviously want to do. For not playing Randall or Obi more, um, it comes out as like Obi slander. And that's not what it is. It's just, I I do think Obi is in a one-on-one situation against a guard or a wing uh, like this, like those guys can, can be had a little bit, but then again, so was Burke. So, you know what? Maybe it's a fair comment. Um, Obi's activity Again, I know, you know, he had a couple rough moments on offense where he got stripped and blocked or whatever, but like, just he is, and I'll say it, I've said it a bunch of times, his, his activity is so unnerving for an opposing defense. And I thought the Bulls did a good job on him. I thought the Bulls played a really good, as good a defensive game as the Bulls could play with their, with their personnel um, that they had out there. So, uh, by the way, uh, what else? Oh, Hush Zoo. I love OK uh, IQ so much to preface. Yeah, I, I, get, I guess I see where this is going. Duke could look like Steph Curry in game, and then suddenly after he's Ron Baker, oh, that's too far. That's too far. Um, wish he had more of a consistent game. I I look, he was um, if I could read, he was six of seventeen tonight, three of nine from deep. Uh, he had three assists, two steals, and a turnover. He had 15 points. If you're asking me, did Emmanuel quickly play a good game or something less than a good game, I'll say maybe by the slightest margin, I do think he played a good game because he never gives up on the defensive end. He pushes the pace constantly. Um and I didn't I thought again, the only the play call at the end, that's not on him. The only bad decision he made. Was the was the step back to and that was an adrenaline shot. So like, I thought he played a good game. Um, it's just he's a young player and he's gonna get better. Uh, Wixel Metellus, the the casuals are really mad tonight. It's so easy to focus on a couple of missed free. Is that what people are getting on the missed free throws? I mean, you know, um, and ignore the grit and heart displayed by our best player and leader. Go Knicks. Windy night outside in the old in the old PK. Yeah, and I just, I just, and look here. Let me again just defend the people who have been critical of Randall this season. I've been critical of Randall this season. I've written newsletters that have been very critical of Randall this season. I've called Julius Randall out this season on multiple occasions for his effort, for his unwillingness to bend really bend his game and really embrace what the Knicks were trying to do. And I still think if he had done that early on in the season and and been a player capable of truly adjusting his game to fit in a guy like Walker and Fournier, you know, and that's on him. And he deserves blame for that. And I get that some of that frustration carries over into a game like this. I get all of that. I also don't know that it's fair – and this has been, this is, was a theme from early on this season. I also don't know that it's fair to expect Julius Randle to be able to elevate his game to that of a top 15 player in the NBA. Because asking a guy to – after he adjusted his game completely several times over the last few years to then adjust his game again coming into this year – to, re, to and completely recalibrate how he plays, and I thought he tried. I thought he just failed, and I think sometimes his efforts and the fact that he was trying and it wasn't working it got his demeanor down, and it got and we saw that. And it's frustrating to see that, but again, he's not a top ten or a top fifteen. You know, probably not even a top twenty player in the NBA. But 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 he's the best we got, and I do think he cares, and I do think he tries, and that's why I I, I do go to bat for him. Um, and I thought he played his ass off tonight. I, I, I just, I don't know what more, you know, I don't know what more, what more you want from him. Um, so hopefully that clarification, um, is, is, uh, helpful. Uh, okay. Uh, man, you guys are on fire in the super chat tonight. Thank you everybody for, for coming in, watching, um, the whole thing. Uh, we appreciate it. The only reason we do this is because people come and watch and listening, and, um, and obviously the contributions are a great bonus. Harry Donard, I have a feeling I'm going to agree with this one. A lot of smart people laughed at the Bulls for the DeRozan contract. Maybe it doesn't look so great in the third year. Sometimes you just got to go for it when you have the chance. 1,000% agree, and I, I don't know if I laughed, but I was one of the people who, when we saw the number, three for 85, no option. I was like, "Wow, that's an overpay. It's a lot of money for a guy who's on the older side and is probably a bit more of a regular season player than a, 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 a postseason player." Because, but I, but you know what? Then again, you know, I'd be curious to see what elite defenses going off track here. I'd be curious to see what elite defenses do against him in the in the postseason and, and if they can target him. And if the Bulls can get around that even without true rim protection and how much having Caruso and Ball and uh, I guess this kid, Demonsu, who's a really good defensive player, can make up for that. But fuck it. I mean, if you're Chicago and you've been, I mean, if you list off the laughingstocks of the league, and I understand they had the Tibbs years, but if you take those years away, well, you can't take them away, but like go back over the last 20 years, Knicks, Wolves. Um, I'm sure I'm missing a team. Kings. Sure. There's a a, a couple, another team or two that I'm, I'm forgetting, but like the bulls, even with the Rose MVP, Tibbs, Gibson, Butler, all that stuff. They have been as dreadful of an organization as you can imagine, since Michael Jordan left. And um, they needed to do something positive for themselves and feel good about it. And, and, and just have a win. And like, yeah, did you pay him whatever seven million dollars a year? Too much? Eight? Five million dollars? I mean, whatever it is, and and again, that is even that comment's going to look silly because he's going to make an All NBA first team. And if you make an All NBA first team, guess what? Those guys get paid max contracts, or maybe not first team. He's going he's to make an All NBA second team at the very least if he keeps playing like this. Um, so g- great comment, Harry. I appreciate that. Uh, James Stanzoni. What's going on, James? John, you're the greatest. We- <laughs> I'm, I'm not the greatest. Uh, we have to remember how the real world works, and 29 teams are game planning all week for Julius Randle, and he still is performing. Exceptional. Recently, 44 wins. We have to be objective. Yeah, I, I, I like, I love, please don't give up on the hashtag 53 wins. Um, I really don't care at this point what the win total is. I I want to, I mean, I'd love to get in the playoffs. If they're in the seven, I'd be I'd be fine with this. I honestly, if if you put a gun through my head, and you give me truth serum. I don't need truth serum. I have I have this. Um, I, I'd sign for the seven seed right now. Doesn't mean they can't get the five or the six. I I don't know if the four is realistic. I'd sign for the seven right now. I mean, shit. I might even depending on who we play in the in the seven eight game. I might even sign for the eight seed. The East is that good. Um, They just need to consistently get back to the the basketball they were playing last year. And uh, we, we don't, we don't talk big, big picture on these post games a lot, but the whole reason why last year was so important is it was a signal to the NBA that the Knicks are an organization that can be taken seriously again. And at some point, whether it be by trade or free agency, probably in a year, um, not not this summer, meaning the, the following summer, whatever it is, they need to get that other guy. And the only way they're going to get that other guy is if someone believes in them enough, um, <laughs> um, uh, which is why they need to get back to playing this way consistently. Um, vicious, vicious stale. Uh, hashtag 53 wins what are you drinking tonight j mac you know if i if i could get up and get the bottle i forget what it is it's something that somebody uh sent me when my wife was pregnant as a gift for our second child um it's a wonderful bottle of uh scotch uh, i'll i'll show you guys the next post game okay um charm city Knicks fan Definitely worth noting that Kemba was the first to high-five Burks after the ga- that game tying fourth quarter three. I love these Tibs Knicks uh, hashtag culture. Yeah, the, the Kemba situation. Um, everybody, I saw it was funny. ESPN had their like uh, Bobby Marks, I guess, put together like the tradability or, or whatever of every every NBA player in the league, and uh, Kemba was the 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 uh, the thumbnail for the for the article on Twitter. Um, I actually don't think he's going to get traded. I don't see an obvious trade for him. I think, and maybe he does. We'll see. If he wants, let me say this: if he wants to be get out, he'll get out. And you know what? He may want to get out, and so then maybe he does. Uh, and I'm going to look silly, but I, I think he's a, he's a pro. And I just, you know, it's gonna it's gonna take some. Like the Knicks are not going to give him away. Um. Because I think they want that salary for some deals potentially this summer. I think the Knicks are eyeing in summer, and uh, and Kemba's salary is going to be important for for, for that. Um, Jeremy Chase with a regular comment. Macri, we had a Kevin Knox sighting. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Uh, year, it's 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 after three years, right? Coach Cal says this is this is when Kevin Knox is going to blow up. It was big three though. I'll say this was big three in the moment. Rich McLeod, what's going on, Rich? Opponents too comfortable at MSG. Please don't yell at me. I would. I'm not gonna yell at you. Um, yeah, that's yeah, of course. Um, they, but again, it so it's a great comment. Um, they in the first half. Part of what was frustrating is they were so undisciplined that's the word i'm looking for they were undisciplined on the defensive end and that lack of discipline in addition to the turnovers and the and the fast break points that lack of discipline is what is the bulls took advantage of it and they got whatever they wanted last year they were they were disciplined so in a way yes that is allowing the opponents to get comfortable but but the, again i'm going to take a positive in in this very specific sense which is that at times this season they have played a brand of defense that was unrecognizable from last year even in the first half tonight for as sloppy as it was and as undisciplined as they were i thought that like again there were signs that they were trying to get back to what then they, they fail, they just fail, they fell on their face and they failed. Um, so they can't not, they can't fail anymore, they have to, they have to, they have to be better. Um, but it's a good comment, it, it's a hundred percent very fair. The journey to a smoke free future can be a long and winding road, but if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, no smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
0: Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for the Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
1: Uh, I just saw a regular comment in the chat. Kareem what, uh, Kareem, what is this? I lost your last name. Somebody asked me what kind of teacher I was. Uh, was man i'm I'm in my school nine a.m tomorrow morning baby I'm still a teacher I ain't giving that shit up having too much fun um but i am uh, for for anybody wondering I'm a special ed certified teacher um and so I teach everything I teach math I teach English I teach chemistry teach uh, teach fucking basket weaving if they need me to teach that uh, kareem asort um I'm probably not a very good teacher at any of those things, but I try my best, much like on here. Uh, Robert Cross, my, my man, Robert. You bet your ass we will. <laughs> Hashtag 53 wins. That's great. Uh, what else we got here? I, I, I see wild out here on Long Island. Okay. I'm glad things are wild out on Long Island, Andrew Claudio. Um, almost caught up here. Pastor Claudio's Obi Hive, the best name in these post games. Casual fans are better than content creators. Free Obi. <laughs> Hashtag free over. Respect to that. Uh, Kevin Daniszewski, is there a guy in the draft that you think could really help this team? Um, yeah. Uh, what's his face? Um, Balmero on on Duke. I think he's pretty good. Um, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't even started worrying about the draft yet. I'll be honest. Uh, I've been lagging on college basketball so I could use some guidance. Um, oh, wild about the wind. Thank you, Andrew. Um, the kid, the big point guard from Duke looks looks pretty interesting. Um, he's shooting it well, apparently. Uh, there's, there's a guy that I pay attention to. Uh, JD, Bulls traded for Vucevic at the trade deadline last season. Knicks need to trade for Valanciunas this deadline. Wow! Coming in hot. <laughs> Having a monster here can shoot threes. Uh this is where this is where uh my like being ninety-two percent really good with the cap, I, I need that extra eight percent. So Valentin has signed um an extension this off season. I'm like eighty seven percent sure that means the um the uh, oh my god, I was about to say the the Hornets the Pelicans can't trade him this season. Uh, I could be wrong. He may be tradable after, um, after a certain year, uh, after a certain date this, this season, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure he can't. Um, In any case, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't expect the, the Pels to, to trade Val. And honestly, again, like Val, Val's a beast. And I think Val would help this team. God knows he, I think he's like leading the NBA in three point percentage, which is awesome. I'm not sure that that's the guy I'm giving up a ton of assets for. Um, not a crazy comment though at all. Uh, Haitian Ferg, what's going on, man? Randall haters are simply uneducated. I'm gonna read this one with all. I'm gonna read this one with all my with all my chest. Same people who hated on Mello. Same people who were hated on Ewing. We're nowhere without him. His supporting cast needs to step up. Heard that before. Yeah, I mean the only the only thing I'll push back on that is I I do think the supporting cast stepped up tonight. Um, the problem is again, and I I was one of the people who criticized Mello specifically during the the later years where and and really extra specifically I, I to me the thing with Mello that always rubbed me the wrong way and I could never get over was how he came back after Linsanity and just that that kind of. I wonder how I would feel about that if I was living it in the moment now where he didn't really kind of embrace that. At the same time, I'm sitting here talking about Julius having difficulty adjusting to new pieces that were signed in the offseason. And that was LaMelo was like out for eight games and all of a sudden like the entire, you know, ethos of the team changes and he's expected to come in and like change his game to accommodate this kid who like nobody knows nobody knew who he was three weeks ago. So again, I, I wish I was a little mature when I when I had those takes. Anyway, I digress. Um, the supporting ca- like Randall again, he's the best we got. But if you go through the list of teams and you're like, who's the best player on this team? Who's the best player on this team? Who's the best player on this team? And you rank Randall on that list, he's gonna come out. I, I don't, you know, know exactly. He's probably gonna come out somewhere around twenty. That's not his fault. He's doing, you know, he's doing the best he can. And he's not been good this year. He has not been good this year. I want to be very clear about that. He has not been good this year. But this is not a game to criticize. Him. Um, <laughs> do I have to read that, Andrew? Stop hating Carmelo Anthony, you casual. Okay, thank you, Andrew. Um, Lunas Emirat, and encouraged by Jules' play without Kemba. Uh, a little concerned, though, um, about... I don't know if this is AB or about, we know we eventually need a number one star. When that comes, how will he adjust to a star guard? So happy you said that. Uh, I had a comment in, uh, I think it was today's Knicks Film School newsletter, where somebody brought that up about, you know, what happens when we get that guy. And that is an absolutely fair and valid concern. And I will file it under good problems to have. If it it transpires, good problems to have, Uh, but it's, it's, that's very, that's very fair. Um, Uh, to do, I see a a, goodness gracious. There's a a big number coming up here. Uh, Aussie Knicks fan. We are all students at the Macri school. (laughs) We're all students at the Macri school of cutlets. Uh, I ate my last cutlet. I think it was two nights ago. Uh, But I'm hungry. Uh, I think I may have to eat some of my daughter's uh, popcorn. Oh, no, there's a leftover taco. I forgot about it. Or leftover taco meat, just enough for one taco. That got me excited. Matt R. Matt R. I don't know who you are, Matt R. I haven't even read your comment yet. Thank you, Matt R. You're awesome. Um, I hope all the best for you and your family over this holiday season. And thank you for coming and watching and contributing. And uh, you're the man. Fire episode and chatter. Shout out to teachers and Ron Baker <laughs> Ron Baker, children's book author Ron Baker. Sh- I, you know Ron Baker's a guy Andrew take 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 notes here. Can we get Ron Baker on the podcast? I'd love he's not gonna make my top 75 Knicks of all time list, but I'd love to talk to Ron Baker, who I believe uh, we've joked about this on the pod sometimes that he's working in like healthcare now. Uh, I hope whatever you're doing, Ron, you're happy. And and I I, I love Ron Baker, too. Uh, Let's talk biz, Macri. Find me on Twitter. I will. I will. Here. This is live, live, live streaming. Since I am too incompetent to, like, know how to, like, copy and paste or to get a picture of, like, a super chat or whatever. I'm I'm literally taking a picture of my computer screen here. Okay. There we go. I'll hit you up soon. Um, what else we got? Can I talk to Jorts next? I'd love to talk to Jorts. I think I uh, shout out to Bernardo Zarowski, co-host of uh, Final Review. He was a big Jorts guy. Um, he's, sec- he's after R- Ron Baker on the list. What are some other people that you want us to get on the Next Film School podcast? We're we're, uh, we're we're happy to take requests. Um, big midget cutlet Portuguese roll. Oh, cutlet, Portuguese roll, lettuce, tomato, mayo, a little bit of ketchup. I don't tend to to go to ketchup as my condiment on um, any sandwich other than a burger, which I don't know. Is a burger a sandwich? I guess it is. Um, that's fine. That's a nice little combo there. Uh Oh. What did you do? You put Kareem in, in timeout, Andrew Bench? out by you? All right, a couple more comments, and then I, I have not written word one of tomorrow's newsletter, so I am going to go soon. Brian McIlwain. McIlwain? Kemba for Theo Pitson straight up. Well, unfortunately, Theo is not on an NBA roster right now. I believe he's playing with the Boston G League team. He had a nice uh, – I think I saw he had a nice night the other night. Um, man, I miss Theo, Theo Pinson. Shout out to Theo wherever you are. I love Theo on the pod, too. Um, LDS. We probably shouldn't ignore the fact that our center rotation has been in shambles all year. I said it before. um, You can't talk about this team without mentioning the fact that, um, yeah, as, as you say, hard to be consistent on defense without knowing who's playing. It's the combination of Mitchell Robinson ever since he, whatever, I don't know. I don't even remember what the fuck happened to him, but he has not been the same since the first five games of the year, four games, five games, whatever it was. Um, between that, between New Orleans Noel playing, what does New Orleans Noel play? Three healthy games, four healthy games. Like when you have a Thibodeau defense, when you have a Thibodeau defense, which a Thibodeau defense is predicated on what the center is able to do, and how the center is able to make up for the actions of the perimeter players. Uh, it's 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 a great point, and even so. I mean, yeah, I was about to say, probably not Probably not the wisest move to look up the Knicks' defensive rating after this game. I am going to bet that even after this game, the Knicks are going to be 17th in defensive rating, maybe 16th. Let's see how close I am. or Will I have egg on my face? They're 19th. They're 109.1. Um, and over their last 15 games... Which includes tonight. They're 17th with 109.1, so a lot of good that did. Yeah, they're they're giving up about 109 points per 100 possessions. Uh, it's not where they need to be. Um, and but I I do think if they get the center rotation uh, healthy and in good shape and the whole thing, or even like one center healthy, just give me one healthy center. Um, I think they're going to be a top 10 defense. I feel really strongly about that. Uh, Jeremy. Cohen's in here. What's going on, Jeremy? I hope, um, hope this week hasn't been too rough. Uh, a lot of people have been giving you uh, love in the chats and the Super Chats uh, throughout the last couple post postgames. Uh, Knicks Nation loves you, Jeremy. Andrew, for a second-round pick, who says no? Is it a protected second? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we love you, Jeremy. We love you, Andrew. And uh, despite the fact that I was yelling and screaming before... Uh, we love everybody here in the chat and the super chat and uh, everybody out there, even if you are critical of Julius Randall. Uh on that note, I am going to uh, get out of here. It is almost 11 o'clock. Uh, I am going to try to put this game into some kind of coherent context for tomorrow's newsletter. Uh, in the meantime, uh, don't forget to join us for both pre and post game uh, here on the Knicks film school, YouTube channel for Saturday you will not have me on either of those, which for some of you is probably a, a gift that you've been waiting for. Uh, but uh, you will have someone very good and very um, amazing, and uh, I will be back with you uh, for my podcast with Jeremy to start off next week. And uh, when do we play again? I think we play. On, do we play Tuesday night? Do we play Monday night? Whatever. That's the next time you'll see me on a post game. Uh, until then, everybody, a good, happy, healthy weekend. And uh, we will see you soon. Take care.